0: These are the first four invaders of outer space. Three men and a beautiful girl, trapped by a faceless terror that
1: slowly envelops them.
2: She's so bright. Oh, it's like being the presence of Barbara Streisand.
3: Traffic's jammed out there, so if you're stuck in your car on your way to this
4: concert, don't worry, we've got you covered. Just keep it right here on L.A.'s classic rock station. W.W. Radio, your
5: information station.
0: Hello and welcome to the W.W. Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 433, and I'm here to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience and bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are with this podcast, videos, blog, newsletter, books, audio tours, and more. You can find everything over at www.radio.com and subscribe to the podcast in iTunes. The Skipper Canteen in Adventureland in Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom is not only the park's newest restaurant, But it's arguably its most unique, well-themed, and interactive dining experiences. So join me at the table as we sample nearly everything on the menu in this week's live dining review. If you weren't hungry before you listened, you will be. You will be. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week and pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney Prize package. Then stay tuned to the end of the show as I'll have more information about upcoming meets of the Month in Walt Disney World and about our New Orleans event next month, as well as some of your voicemails. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. The Magic Kingdom's newest, most incredibly immersive and well-themed and adventurous, pun intended, restaurant is the brand new Skipper Canteen in Adventureland. And as I am wont to do, it was definitely time to go and give it a try and do a live dining review. So I want you, the listener, to join me. And some friends around the table as we dine for lunch here at the brand new Jungle Navigation Company Limited's Skipper Canteen. I want to welcome some old friends and some new back to the show. Jimmy Styles of, you you know you need to register jimmystyles.com. I really do. Hi, everybody. (laughs) And uh, new to the show, Chris Steele. Hey, everybody. You've got like the coolest rock star, like superhero name ever. Like, Chris, is that your real name or stage name? Uh,
3: real name, real name. Yeah.
0: We need to get you like a cape or something. Um, New the show, Steve Drew. Hello, everybody, and uh, returning to the show once again, first time at the dining table. You've been around the uh, the Star Wars table, the running table, and now the dining table. Frank Plaid Affleck Hart. That's
4: right. Hey, everybody.
0: <laughs> so um, we have actually. Uh, I had a chance to try Skipper Canteen when it uh, soft opened. But I don't think it's really fair to review a restaurant right after it opened. Uh, Deanna and I were here once before. Really, really impressed at what we tried. Uh, anybody else? You guys, Drews have been here before too. Yeah. Yes, I had. And you live to tell it. You live to tell and come back again.
1: Yeah, it was good. We're ready to try some more.
0: Yeah, and this is going to be an interesting experiment with you in particular, Steve, because I've watched you eat, and you know I love my food. But you are talking about superhero superheroes superhumans, whatever, um, you eat on a whole different level than
1: the rest of humanity. Yeah, I'm not sure what to order from the menu. They all look so good, so we'll try you,
0: Like you are, You're the kind of guy, you're built for cruises, where you can order six, seven, and or all of the entrees without blinking, but here when you actually have to go into, into real life, it's a lot more difficult.
1: Yeah, and it costs a lot more <laughs> doing this. It's free on the cruise, right?
0: <laughs> Your poor wife. Honey, tonight I want the pork chops and the steak and the steak sandwich. Um, so, all right, So, right, I'm really excited to be here because, obviously, I'm always hungry. But I remember when we first came here, and when it first opened, there was a lot of talk about just how different this dining experience is. And first things first, I think it's a welcome addition to Magic Kingdom because... It, it is a sit-down table service restaurant, which is something I think the Magic Kingdom was lacking. Uh, Plaza Restaurant, I think, is one of my favorites here. And there's Liberty Tree and Cinderella's Royal Table. But other than that, there's not a lot of sit-down dining locations here. So it's nice that um, it, it's a nice addition. As of right now, it's only walk-up. Um, I think that's going to change after the uh, the holiday season. We're, we're recording all this in the early January. But I think when the holiday season is over, they will start taking dining reservations and you can tell by the, uh, the ambient music in the background, and you can certainly tell as soon as you walk through the door, it is uh, very much an extension in terms of theming and story to the Jungle Cruise. It's obviously run by the Jungle Navigation Company Limited. Hopefully, our server, Jason, will be able to help share a little bit of that backstory and the connection to the attraction. Uh, but let's really get into the meat, pun intended, of while we're here. Uh, when you open up this very large menu, the first thing that I notice is how much there is to choose from. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There are ten different entrees, two, four, and six appetizers, not including desserts and uh, and beverages. Anybody, first thoughts, impressions as you first either came in, whether it's theming or menu.
3: A lot of really exotic flavors, it looks like, on the menu. Um, it's really interesting stuff I haven't seen anywhere else on property, so that's, that's it.
0: It's very eclectic. Um, you can almost sort of get the sense that it's inspired by the different locations of the different rivers that you visit on the Jungle Cruise. And I like that. I like the fact that it's, I would have been very disappointed had it been hamburgers and chicken nuggets. I think being able to... Uh, expand your culinary horizons a little bit especially in somewhere like Magic Kingdom I think this is a great opportunity to experiment with some of these unique types of flavors um, if we go through the menu a little bit, uh, the first things first I know some of us have ordered drinks already there is a um, there are exotic Coca-Cola selections including Guarana, Guarana Kuat from Brazil and Phantom Melon Frosty Coke beverages from Thailand but the two signature beverages are the Punchline Punch, Tropical Fruit Juices and Mango Puree also available with a savory spiced rim for extra ginger. And the Schweitzer slush, frozen apple juice and passion fruit, topped with bursting green apple boba balls, first concocted by the Nora explorer and humanitarian Dr. Albert Slush. Um, we've, we're going to try a couple of those. Right now, they are unfortunately out of the signature mugs, which we got last time. Normally, I don't get into the, um, the, the signature drink mugs like that you get at Trader Sam's and Jock Lindsay's. But these are really neat because they come in small, copper, uh, really well-designed mugs, um, as if you would get like a Moscow Mule-type copper mug. And I dig that. Like, I like the fact that they have um, uh, something really nicely themed like that. Uh, Not not only that sort of a decorative thing and a collectible thing, but uh, something you could actually drink out of at home. So... Let's quickly go through the appetizers, and then we'll move on to entrees. The appetizers include the sustainable fish collar, which is a broiled collar served with a green papaya salad and yuzu soy sauce. The Falls family falafel, the secret recipe of chickpeas, garlic, onions, lemon juice. You had me at falafel. Uh, served with a white bean dip and tomato-cucumber salad. The baladi salad, a, an Egyptian salad with hearts of romaine peppers. The sea shumai, pork, shrimp, mung beans, and spices wrapped in... Gyoza skin and then steamed, and then as the housemate arepas, the trip down the Amazon with slow cooked beef, black beans, tostones, and queso fresco, and the ginger's crock of hot and sour soup uh, flavored with ginger, not the crocodile garlic, soy sauce, and rice wine vinegar finished with fresh egg, tofu, and wood ear mushrooms. All of the appetizers are anywhere between sort of seven to ten dollars with the most expensive being the sustainable fish collar at 11 gentlemen and i use that term loosely any of the appetizers jump out at you right off the bat steve is just you're saying all you just all you're all in
1: yeah they all look good but i i've tried the shumai pot stickers and they're delicious they're just like a regular pot sticker but they're open on the top and there's a little soy sauce on the side a little spicy yeah, and they're they're good, and it's, it's it's a pretty good value actually. You get a lot for it. Glad Affleck?
4: Yeah, I was checking out the falafel. That uh, that seems like it's going to be pretty no, interesting.
0: No falafel's going to get left behind if you order that. I promise
4: you. I'm going to eat it myself.
6: I was looking at the falafels and the shumai also. Those both sound really good. Dr. Steele,
3: I think uh, I think Steve has me sold on the shumai. Look that's good.
0: I think that we should order. Um, I think we should order a, a few. I think we have to get the falafel. I think we got to get the shumai. Um, and I think we have to get the... I'm going to surprise you I'm with the arepas, too.
1: I'm going to get the
0: You're going to get your own... Steve's, <laughs> Steve's like... <laughs> he's like, I'm not going to share.
4: Um, I'm going to get some soup. You need a soup, too? Yeah, I think the ginger crack of hot and sour soup sounds good. I'm a big fan of hot and sour soup. All right. Can you get an extra spoon? I can.
0: Right. Or, or four. The
2: big surprise the would be if your order comes out right. That's... Fine. The big surprise is if the order comes out right. My name's Jason. I'm going to be your skipper, your server, and your swim instructor our sprinkler system doesn't work so well. It's an old building. If it does go off, your seat cushions cannot be used for anything. They will sink and take you with them. Best bet is to doggy paddle towards an exit or just stand up. It only goes like mid-calf. It's not really a dramatic situation, so just go with it. I know some of you have eaten before here. If any of you haven't, join the club because I just started yesterday. So we'll learn together. If it's spicy, I probably won't like it. If I tell you it's my favorite, it's because I've seen it, and there's a chance that I would eat it. So just smile and nod, because that's what I do most of the day. So we do have two signature drinks right now. We have our Punchline Punch, which is a mango papaya blend with a fresh sliced mango on top. We also have our Schweitzer Slush. That's more of a frozen selection. It's apple and passion fruit juice. And then we add green apple bubble balls on top. Those are filled with sugar water, so if you need more sugar, get that. It's cold outside, but hey, who cares? You're in the jungle now. Now we're going to go down south to appetizers. We have two signatures. We have the si shumai, which is an open-faced dumpling with a spicy soy ginger sauce for dipping. We also have our false family falafel, which falafel's is just chickpeas, onion, garlic, lemon juice. We fried up. Put it on a yogurt white bean dip, which does have cayenne, so it's a little spicy. If you don't like chickpeas, you don't have to feel awful about it. We have other options. Get it? Get it? Uh, it's part of the job, I just have to say. It. I'm more sarcastic, I'm not a really punny person like the other people around here. Did you get that one too? Good? Yeah? Yeah, moving on. All right, so go ahead and start off with drinks. I'll give you some time. To look at appetizers and entrees while I'm gone. It only takes three or four days. So if you have any questions when I come back, keep a music. like I said, I haven't been here very long. I haven't really tried anything. So we're just going to have to learn this together. So drinks, punchline punch, sweatshirt slush, Coke from Brazil or Thailand. It's not really Coke from Brazil or
5: Thailand. It's
2: just made by Coke in Brazil or Thailand. So don't get fancy, because I'm not. We're gonna start with. a young lady, we go way
1: back.
0: So I gotta take. I have to take a picture of some of this food, because the um, the Schweizer sh- sh- Schweizer slush looks different than when we first got here. I mean, that's probably a I don't know, 16, 12 outfits class. It's probably at least sixteen. Definitely, with sort of a, uh, a frozen, pinkish, peachish-colored concoction uh, topped with the green apple boba balls, and I love a lot of times you can see these boba balls in like boba tea yeah. and stuff like that, especially during food and wine.
4: Yeah, boba tea is pretty good. The little tapioca balls. Like. Yeah,
0: it's like getting a little surprise at the end of your. All right, so when he comes back. Let's. We're gonna get a falos- falafel and a rapers, a shumai. You're getting a hop and sour soup. He's getting his own. Is that enough, or maybe we should get more?
4: Well, we do have Steve Drew with us.
0: All right, so we'll need six falafels, three arepas, and 14 shumais. Is that, is that a good start? <laughs> that sounds good, yes. Because <laughs> when I say no falafel gets left behind, it's true. Between all of us, uh, I'm sure. So, all right, so you guys also got the Schweitzer slush. What do you think?
6: It's good. I like it. It has an apple flavor and some passion fruit. I didn't try any of the little boba balls yet, but here, well, here we go. What's...
0: I don't think you're supposed to use your fingers, by the way.
6: Well, I
4: just did.
0: <laughs> That's good. That's really good. And Frank, you got the uh, the punchline punch?
4: Yeah, it's very good. Very fruity. Very fresh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you said it. I thought it. Um, I'm gonna have my little sweatsh- slush here.
2: All Alrighty, so mm. anyone have any questions, comments, concerns? <laughs> probably can't do anything about it, but I'll uh, listen intently and pretend to care. <laughs> An I'm sure that an Anyone have any questions, comments, concerns? Probably can't do anything about it, but I will tilt my head, pretend to care. So for, for the,
0: the gentleman side of the table, okay. we're thinking um, one falafel, two falafel, three... We definitely want one falafel uh, and a arepas, a shumai, a hot and sour soup. Maybe we should get two shumai and two arepas or two falafel.
2: How many? How many come on the arepas? In the arepas—it's two of the potato pancakes, roughly three to four ounces of the beef, the black beans, and the tostones. There's two to three tostones, so it's kind of a build-your-own sandwich. So it just depends on. So I would probably go with this many people, probably two. All right, so two shumai, two arepas, a falafel,
4: the hot and sour soup.
0: Are you getting another one just for yourself? Maybe we should get one more arepas. It's, just in case.
5: Yes.
2: Yeah, just in case of emergency, we'll have another arepas, two too. Two arepas. Three arepas. Three? Okay. And with the falafel, there's five. They're little, so that just depends on who's wanting the... We'll start with one, and if we need no to... Worries. So one falafel, <laughs> three arepas, one hot and sour, two shumai. Yes? Yes. And as we start to look over the entree yes. menu, what is your favorite... Hands, hands down. Mac and cheese. Mac and Without cheese? Doubt. That's what I was looking at. Without doubt. Without doubt. The beef is spiced. Not spicy. So it's spiced with cinnamon and nutmeg. Yeah. So it adds a little bit of a sweet flavoring to it. It's just traditional spiral noodles. A traditional bechamel sauce. So it's just a cream based sauce. And then jebain cheese for those that don't know, it's kind of like a ricotta. So it gives it that extra added creaminess, a little bit of texture. And then it's baked. For roughly five10 minutes comes out very piping hot and they do the beef layered like lasagna oh, yeah. so you definitely get <laughs> full flavor with every spoonful yeah you pretty much had me at Mac and cheese so <laughs> that's that's an easy way that's an easy seller and even to children children love it yes we do you can sell it to a five-year-old you can sell it to anybody cool. thank you you're welcome yeah. all right so. Y'all want to take a few more minutes? Yeah, can we just have a couple minutes for entrees. Yeah, and I, I, I guess, run in. you guys can order your. Oh, okay,
0: awesome! All right, so as you guys start to look through the uh, the entree menu, it was it. I, I stopped at mac and cheese, and it was hard to sort of get off that. But what were you guys thinking in terms of what looks good for you?
4: Well, I was looking at that mac and cheese because it looks delicious, but also the char sioux pork, I think I said that right. That looked pretty good, too. Uh, Nice marinated grilled pork tenderloin served with Chinese broccoli and a choice of five-grain rice or white rice. So it seems like a nice, healthy meal. It's got rice. (laughs) It's got vegetables, meat. Protein. Protein, that's right.
0: See, that's why we're friends.
4: I got got fruit punch. I've got it all covered.
1: (laughs) Anybody else? What looks good? Well, I thought this uh, head-on shrimp looked good because usually you don't get served with the heads-on. And I've never tasted a shrimp head, so... You know, I don't know if they're crunchy or you know. <laughs> so that's a sustainable,
0: local, farm-raised shrimp. And I see we Disney, we see Disney doing a lot of that—a lot of um, local sourcing. Uh, tossed in a chili garlic sauce, served with Chinese broccoli, a choice of fine grain or white rice. Um, Frank, the pork was around 23 This is about $25. So again, you're also looking at a different price point at this restaurant than certainly you would be at, at um, a, a counter-service restaurant. Uh, Chris Steele?
3: Uh, the, the grilled lamb chops sound good with the, uh, the North African spice. It's like a different flavor that we haven't had Anywhere else on property? So.
0: yeah. Also, 20 find out with a green lentil stew, and lentils are good for you. So, again, you two are eating healthy. Your mom would be proud of you. Um, so, so just I mean, if we stopped right here, right? Pork, lamb chops, and um, what was the other thing? Oh, that the head-on shrimp. You, you talk about a uh, a very eclectic menu. It's stuff that you're not getting anywhere else. Stop eating my boba. <laughs> Stop taking from my... They're, as I'm trying to record, they're reaching into, into my drink, grabbing my green boba. <laughs> what, what's looking good? What's looking to you, Jimmy Stiles?
6: <laughs> I was looking at the taste like chicken because it is. It's just marinated grilled chicken breast served with stir-fried vegetables, shiitake fried rice, and hoisin sauce.
0: Uh, that's at twenty-three, and again, it, it sounds healthy. Probably not because it just tastes it, like, but it probably is too, because it is a, a grilled chicken breast. Nice callback to, um, nice callback to the, the the queue of the Jungle Cruise. So some other things on the on the menu too. There's a rice noodle bowl that has like a Vietnamese like pho broth uh, with chicken, duck breast or tofu, served with jalapenos and mix of fresh herbs. There's duck, chicken or tofu that, ranging from twenty-three to twenty dollars. That sounds really interesting, too. There's a lot at stake. Get it? Salad? Uh, we're, we're battling it all on this Thai-marinated flank steak with hearts of romaine, carrots, peppers, cucumbers, onions, cherry tomatoes, Asian dressing. That sounds really good. We've also had the curried vegetable crew stew in the past, which is served with roasted acorn squash, lentils, and sautéed collard greens. They half out and, and carve out a uh, half a squash and fill it with um, the squash and the lentils and the collard greens, The mac and cheese. There's also the sustainable fish. It's not piranha, served with Chinese broccoli, carrots, mushrooms, peppers, in a fragrant lemon cream broth that's served at market price. And finally, the Dr. Falls Signature Grilled Steak, which is a strip loin marinated in sofrito and served with yucca, avocado, and house-made chimichurri. That's at $34. That's a nice-looking steak right there.
4: That looks really good, especially with that, uh, what was it? I didn't read it, the topping.
0: Uh, oh, the yucca? Yeah, that yeah looks that's good. really good. Yeah, and again, it's a vegetable, so it, it's healthy. So, just so you know, for those of you who have never dined before, you know we all are going to try some of your food, Steve. I know you're, this is you have to wrap your head around that a little bit. <laughs> you, you can have my shrimp head. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so, since what did you say you were getting, me? Well, I was thinking
6: like I was looking at the, at the chicken, but I kind of want to do the mac and cheese. I'm a mac and cheese aficionado, so maybe.
0: Maybe we get one mac and cheese for the table. That's what I'm
6: thinking. A big I, that would be, be a good table. idea. Yeah, we should probably
0: do that. Yeah. Steve, looking at Steve's face, he's like, what is this sharing thing people are talking about? Usually, like, you're, like, you do cleanup crew for most people. Like, your wife eats half her food and you get the rest of it.
1: Yeah, I'm sure I'll be able to have plenty, so I'm not too worried right now.
0: And just in, in the answer to full disclosure, I think this is a point where we need to be serious and honest. Um, we ate right before we came here. We had cheese <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we had cheeseburger spring rolls in the 20 minutes or so that we had to <laughs> wait for a table. Then,
6: and then the the waffles from Liberty Square about half an hour before that. Yeah.
0: So that being said, this is why we're all friends. So And then we're going to, yeah, we'll have to see what we're going to do uh, later on today. So if we're going to get a mac and cheese, then what are you going to get to eat?
1: I think I'm going to go with that pork. All right. Because I want to try that. That's good. Good. I'll get the, the shrimp with the heads on All right.
3: Uh, I'm going to go with the lamb chops. Nice. Oh, you're putting me on the spot now?
6: Yep. Uh, Get the chicken. All right, then I'm going to taste like chicken.
0: Sure he does. So that doesn't leave me a lot. Um, So I'm going to either ask about the rice noodle bowl or one of the steaks. I've had the rice noodle
1: bowl already. It's spicy. It's very brothy. Okay. And it's the rice noodles are like angel hair, so it's a a very brothy, light soup. But I had it with the duck. It was it was very good. You're adventurous. I dig that about you, man. I like that. Because I think the duck, you know,
0: especially you come to Magic Kingdom, you think it's it's you know relatively simple foods. But I like the fact that you can get things that you know might be a nice time to try. So I, I don't know if I can say I'm gonna get do I get the steak salad or the signature steak, a steak sandwich or a steak sandwich. Um, I'm gonna either get one of the noodle bowls or one of the steaks. What do you, what are you guys think? What to give me a recommendation?
4: I think yeah, I go with the steak. I mean, yeah, this the,
3: I'd always go with red meat if I can. Yeah, you'll be able to share your steak better than the soup. <laughs>
0: so you're all saying this just for selfish reasons. Get
3: yeah, you can't go wrong with steak. All right. So I
0: guess forget the steak salad. It's the signature grill. It's a signature item, so.
4: Yeah, absolutely. you got to go with the big boy.
0: Nice. And there's also five things in the dessert menu, too. Nice. So in addition to the main menu for adults, obviously as a parent you have to think about your children as well. There is a separate kids meal menu for guests ages 9 and under and it's actually it, it's not your typical uh, burgers and chicken nuggets. There's a sel- Serengeti salad and safari soup which is an egg drop soup or a salad with romaine with tomatoes, carrots, broccoli cucumbers with a fat free Italian dressing. There are three Mickey check meals. The tiki 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 fishy fishy grilled sustainable fish which is a it's uh, it's a it's a fish served with multi-grain rice Sizzling Savannah Grilled Flank Steak, and Smiley's Little Croc, which are little croc of chicken noodle soup. So it's almost sort of a kid's version portion of a steak and a fish. There's also the Junior Skip Special Mac and Cheese, which is the same exact mac and cheese. That's $9.50, and Amazon Annie's Housemade Arepas, where the arepas are actually, Steve, you might have actually benefited from this. They're already put together for you, so you don't have to worry about sort of building it yourself. And for dessert, they have a a volcano, monkey bites, and fresh seasonal fruit. We need to talk to Jason because the volcano is gooey chocolate cake with caramel lava and exploding chocolate rocks that'll make you shout, uh, uh-oh, and monkey bites, candied chocolate sunflower seeds with chocolate-dipped banana bites. We're all looking at each other like, and why is that not on the adult menu? Uh, More importantly, we've talked in the past about how Disney is so accommodating and has been for years for those guests that have special needs, dietary requirements, and allergies. And recently, over the past few years, they've started to move to more allergy-friendly menus. Well, this is the first time I've actually seen a complete separate allergy-free menu. And other than the words on the front of the menu that say allergy-friendly, you almost wouldn't recognize the difference. It, there are almost the exact same um, appetizers and entrees. But the difference here is as you read through the menu, they they have specific recommendations and information for those with allergies. So if you see the words egg, milk, peanut, uh, gluten, soy, it doesn't mean that you can't have it. It means that you can have it. So the head-on shrimp says gluten, wheat, egg, milk, peanut, tree nut, allergies. If you have any of those, you can have the head-on shrimp. So it lets you know what you can have versus what you can't. And there's an entire separate page that has um, a kid's allergy-friendly meal, too. Again, with the mac and cheese, the arepas, and the desserts. So I, I love the fact... Well, that's what the volcano looks like? Oh. We uh, need to- we get- <laughs> we're need. we not done. Here. I'm You're sorry. Crazy. We're not leaving. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to pry this menu from my cold, dead hands because we're not done here. Um, I love the fact that the allergy-friendly menu is not... Here are two or three items that you can have that, we'll, that we can modified or fit. I mean, it is almost the exact same menu, both for kids
2: and adults. This is our Egyptian ambasha bread. It's a celebratory style bread. It's perforated on top because it's meant to be torn apart, not cut, don't be delicate or fancy with it. The dipping sauce that comes with it is honey infused with fenugreek. Fenugreek is a spice that tastes like maple. And I like to let people know that it kind of snaps like a sesame seed, so if you bite into a good sized Piece of the finagreek, it's not your teeth cracking, it's the finagreek. But it's really good. I brought two, but I might take this one.
0: Only two? Have you met Steve?
5: So, this is a,
0: oh good, that's good to know. Because we need to carb load for whatever. So the bread is—it um, looks like you know a five or so inch in diameter, um, almost like a, a wheat type roll. But the thing that makes this unique, and um, the fact that I look, you rip it apart with your hands, is the sauce. It sort of has a um, a, a golden—I mean, it looks like honey, and you can you see you can smell sort of how sweet it is.
6: Yeah, it's really good. It's—I'm uh, trying to think how I want to say it. Um,
0: it goes really well with the bread. Yeah, the the, um, the sauce is. Much
3: more sweet than savory.
4: Yeah, and, and it, you get the hint of the other spices. He mentioned what they were earlier, but you can really taste them after you get past that little bit of sweet.
3: Yeah, yeah, you get the little hint of maple with it
1: too. Mostly tastes like you're dipping it in honey. And there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Never thought of doing that. That's pretty good.
0: The biggest problem
4: is he only brought one.
1: But I, I don't want to get full. I
0: don't want to get
2: filled up on this.
0: We got a lot of good stuff coming.
1: All
2: right, How entree eat? questions. Anyone, anyone, anyone. Going, going. All right, good. What do we want?
4: I'm going to do the uh, <laughs> the char sioux pork. Okay. Would you like the white or five-grain rice? I'm going to do the five-grain. you are so healthy.
5: Yeah,
1: well, I just ran.
5: <laughs>
1: I'm going to have the uh, Trader Sam's head on shrimp, please. Five-grain five rice.
2: Five-grain
1: rice. <laughs> I'll do the lamb chops. I'm going to
6: do the uh, tastes like chicken, because it is.
2: It's got a texture, kind of like mahi-mahi, or frog's legs. You
0: that. Oh. Yeah, sounds good. good. Doc Papa's French Bob fried Bob. frog legs. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will have Dr. Fall's signature grilled steak, please.
2: And how would you like that prepared? Medium, please. Absolutely. But wait, there's what, more. Wait, what is there? What is more? There's something glaringly missing from our order,
0: clearly. <laughs> Stability... <laughs>
2: Intellect. Good uh, how about some Skip's Mac and Cheese to share? Please. Oh, just the one. Are you leaving the ladies out again? Yeah. Just typical men. That's fine. Is one enough to I share? can do that. Is one enough to share?
0: It's... Considering we have 11 appetizers.
2: <laughs> then yes. That would definitely be enough to share. You know what? We'll order one for now. Just keep one in the on-deck circle just in case. That is perfectly fine. We have plenty to go around.
0: So our one, two, three, four, five, six, seven plates of appetizers just arrived. Uh, and the first thing we noticed was, Frank, your hot and sour soup, like we could smell it even before he put it down to the table.
4: Yeah, it smells delicious. I can't wait to get into this. That
0: looks really good. And now we have our five fried falafel and our three dishes of arepas and the, I also, I really smell the, uh, the, the dumpling, the shumai too.
6: As soon as they brought it out, you could really you caught a whiff of uh, the fri- uh, steamed dumplings.
0: So maybe we should try those first, because they're just sort of staring in face. Looks like you get five open uh, shumai dumplings on a side of, I don't know is it a uh, like a like soy a or hoisin? So,
6: uh, spicy soy sauce. Okay.
0: Frank, listen man, let me teach you one thing. You go shy, you go hungry. So okay, just reach in good. front of my face, yeah, man. I'm it's okay. Jump
4: right in, jump in there. Give it a little dip in there. Yeah. Man. Dip it in that soy sauce.
0: Come on now. I'm going full dunk. There you go. That's the way you do it, right oh, there. Some
6: good dumplings right there.
0: You do you cut it in half or you just stick the whole thing in your mouth? I cut
6: mine in half, but...
0: You're so dainty. My
6: next one, I'm going. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a good dumpling. Uh, oh, that smells in. really good, yeah. It's a good dumpling. Yeah.
2: So mm-hmm. I've, had, I've, mm-hmm. had,
4: I've had a lot of dumplings traveling overseas. These taste very authentic yeah. to how they taste a lot in like the Hong Kong-y style.
0: Really? Yeah, yeah so what, what makes these... You're right. They do taste different than sort of you get at your local yeah. Chinese restaurant. They
4: almost feel like when you get them at a Chinese restaurant, they almost feel kind of processed. Mm-hmm. They, the inside, these feel so fresh. Like you mm-hmm. can actually feel the texture of the meat inside, and just the way they're steamed, they're delicious.
1: Yeah, they're, it's really good. I think there's uh, there's a pork and shrimp mixed in there, but you can you can taste it. It real fresh. And you know what I noticed too? There's a lot of meat in there too. A lot of
0: times you get dumplings yeah. at your local restaurant. It's a lot of dough. Right. And here is, I mean, maybe that's one of the reasons why it's open faces because there's so much meat in it.
1: You could probably just order this if you wanted a light lunch and just order this by itself and it would be good. It would be satisfying. I mean,
0: you, the listener, we can. Right. But, I mean, you can, I mean, looking at how much food you get in the appetizers, you could do two appetizers as a full meal and you would certainly not go hungry at all. You get a lot of food for it.
6: Yeah, definitely. Sorry,
0: my mouth was full. <laughs> I waited for you to get is that uh, is that last shumai for me? It's you. It is now. Thank you. Hey, hey. And there's, a, um, there's almost a little bit of, I, I don't want to say spicy, but almost like a little bit of heat oh. sort of on the back end of this.
6: I think it's from the soy sauce. Yeah, soy sauce. A
4: little bit of a vinegar flavor to it in that soy sauce, too. It's not as salty as mm-hmm. usual soy sauce.
0: I like that. And I think that's, I think that's going to be the theme of today's meal. Is there's going to be what well, we say a spiciness to it, not in a in a hot spice kind of way, but in a um, a layer of flavor yeah, type like of spice, a different
4: different flavor kind of way. Mm. hmm. Yeah, it's not at all spicy heat at all.
0: That. That was a good call right there. I like that a lot. Hey, okay, they're gone. <laughs> that was quick. So we have three plates of arepas, and again, there's the um, you've got the, uh, the, the the beef, you've got the tostones, sort of that flattened and fried and then refried plantains, which I absolutely love, the beans, and then the uh, the corn arepas themselves. You can eat it a couple of different ways. You know, sometimes they talk about making it like a you know, like a little sandwich. I like to just put a little bit of each on my plate, put it all together, and then almost use like the arepa or the plantain to kind of scoop it up with and then also use it as a fork but you guys are on your own whatever, um, whatever floats your boat <laughs> Steve I've never looked at you food confused before
1: <laughs> yeah I wasn't sure what to use to make a sandwich the the uh, testonies? the testones but I think I think I'll just pile it on top of there do it man just do it take a little bit of everything <laughs>
4: I'm not gonna be shy, Steve. I'm getting in there.
0: That's the way to do it, right there. And the beans look, they have, tomatoes, and maybe some queso fresco on top.
3: Yeah, I'm just gonna sort of. Uh... Say again? The toast donuts are good. They're they're the best I've had yeah. at Disney. Yeah.
0: You know the the. The flavor of it, the sort of the corn arepa is not like a regular um, corn um, taco shell or sort of a, a corn like tortilla. It's um, it's a small round, maybe two three inch across, very thick, very dense. You um, know, cornmeal almost like a cake.
1: You always trust me with my mouthful you? I know,
0: I do that on purpose.
1: What do you think? Yeah, it's good. It's just like a dense bread, but it's perfect for putting all the gooey stuff on. It holds it well. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely...
4: When you bite into it, it's got almost like a cake-like texture. You, like, you look at it and you think maybe it's a piece of bread, but... It's like a... I don't want to call it a potato pancake, but it'll, like a really thick one, you know what I mean?
0: What I like about this, too, is there's a wide variety of not just flavors, but textures here, too. Right? You know, so sort of the doughiness of the bread and a little bit of the spiciness of the beef. And then the the, um, the the crisp and the crunch of the plantains really is nice.
4: Yeah, and then you throw those black beans in there just as a topper. It's it's fantastic. That meat's got a little bit of a sweet to it yeah. too, yeah. right? It's like almost a, kind of like a barbecue. I would almost say it's not barbecue beef, but right. it's it's got some of that flavor.
0: Steve, this I can. This is all you. Don't worry. Don't be shy. Aren't you eating any of yours? Right? Yeah, man, that's enough for everybody to go around. Just because we're recording today doesn't mean you need to be delicate and dainty. You just go in there, go right for the kill. So what's nice about the two that we just ordered uh, is they're also really shareable, too. Oh,
2: yeah.
0: You can have, obviously, again, you can order, like, the arepas and the dumplings, and you're done. I mean, that's a meal right there but they're both very share- shareable. Um, Frank, you are diving right into your soup. Again, we're sitting right next to each other, so I really sort of get the smells of that.
4: Oh, yeah. It's, the flavor is fantastic. It's got large chunks of tofu and, um, and mushroom in it. The flavor is great. It's, and this is a big bowl of soup. It's not like just a little cup. This could be a meal in itself.
0: I promise I have not used a spoon yet, and I won't double dip. I won't double dip a chip. So the soup is, um, you know, it, it's obviously a thin soup, but it's hardy. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in there. It's not just broth.
4: Yeah, usually it's a little more broth than it is anything else. And this one, you can see the big chunks of everything in it. It's uh, This is some, probably some of the best hot and sour soup I've ever had.
0: And you get the heat right at yes. the, I mean, it's it the, hits you right at the front of the palate. But it's not overpowering so that it, it you don't enjoy the flavors of the other ingredients that are in there
1: right
4: absolutely and you get that little sour at the end it's a it's it's wonderful
1: wow that's nice. That's really it's good. good. It's That'll clear your sinuses too. Flavor to it. It's yeah. yeah. It's it's good. I wouldn't mind dunking one of these in there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love how you mix and match. You just you know take one and make it work. That's um. Well, you know I never again hot and sour soup. You think of something to order maybe at a Chinese restaurant, which I never do because normally it's so hot that I don't enjoy it. No. Yeah. That is
4: phenomenal. Yeah, hot and sour soup is one of my favorite when whenever I go to an Asian inspired restaurant.
3: and cheese as an appetizer. Oh, nice.
2: Little
0: landing zone there. Perfect. That should work. Here we are. Oh, this side of Chinese wow. broccoli. That hot and sour soup was so eight seconds ago. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, this mac and cheese staring me in the face. I'm I'm done with the soup. Wait,
0: Wait before. Wait, I know. I think before we get to the mac and cheese, um, I think we need to eat. Uh, we need to try some of the um, the falafel, which again is a, a signature portion. I'm cut. You, you get five. And there's five of us, but one was stolen <laughs> along the way. Guys, just, just dig in. No, grab a full one. Good. Yeah, I cut that one in half for me.
5: Mmm.
0: Nice That's the falafel.
6: That's really good.
0: So, again, falafel is a... And they're maybe a little bit larger than golf ball size um, fried... Chickpea with some really nice herbs and, and spices in there too. It's like a
4: really, really good hush puppy. That's about the size of it. Yeah.
5: <laughs>
0: yeah, I like that. I, that's you know, it's, I see why it's one of the signature recommended appetizers.
6: Yeah, like, oh, sorry, and the white bean sauce that comes with it's really good. There was on the bottom of the plate. Yeah.
0: And the same thing too, not in a, in a hot, overpowering way, but you get um, you really taste a lot of different layers of spices in there.
3: It's got the consistency of like a really moist hush puppy. It's really, really good. Really good.
0: Out of way, Steve. Steve just digs in and get the sauce on there. Get a little bit of the the cucumber and tomato.
5: Yeah,
0: that's another way to. It, it's 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 Steve Drew style. It's animal style. It's, it's... But yeah, a lot of different. Uh,
1: there's a lot of really good stuff going on in there. Yeah, they look, the uh, falafel balls look real dry. Looked past tense, they're all gone. Yeah, they look dry, but then there's a white sauce and this relish, and uh, you can make them, go put them all together. and it, It's good, and it's got a little spicy after kick.
0: I would say, it's, it's sort of sitting on the palate a little bit. Like, I still sort of taste it in my mouth, and that's, and that's a good thing. Like, the, the residual flavor is really, really nice. So let's move on to um, to the, uh, the the keystone. We, we, it was, it's an entree. We're making it a shareable appetizer, and it is the mac and cheese. And this does not look like your your mom's traditional blue box, orange colored mac and cheese. Uh, it's served almost like in a like a little crock bowl, like you would almost get like a like a shepherd's pie or stew. Probably three inches or so deep. There's a really nice sort of crusty layer on top. Steve is giving look at he's staring at it longly like, shut up, man, would you just let me start digging into it? Go ahead, go in, get in there, Steve.
4: You get the Chinese broccoli, we get the <laughs> Yeah, that's...
0: <laughs> yeah. That's he a garnish, he right? asked if the Chinese broccoli on the side was a garnish. <laughs> so first things first, when he pulls out, just take a look. It's not just getting macaroni and cheese, but there's like you said that the, the layers of meat almost like it's a, like a deep shepherd's pie. Yeah what's that white stuff on top?
1: cheese?
6: Whatever. I think they said it almost out of the consistency of a ricotta cheese.
1: And it looks, Yeah, it looks like it's a uh, dessert almost. <laughs> <laughs> Everything to you is dessert, I think. Oh.
4: That's good. Yeah? Yeah, it, it almost reminds me of like a very hearty chili mac with that ground beef in there and the beef's got some spice to it good. and the cheeses. It's like a really good chili mac. That is, that's what's up right there.
6: Yeah, it's almost like a, a kind of chili beef mm-hmm. with a uh, spiral pasta noodles and like a bechamel sauce.
4: Right. Really good.
5: Mm.
4: I could eat that all day. That's
0: really good. I was
7: gonna say, yeah. what do we think of the mac and cheese? It looks like half gone. So.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's, uh, this mac and cheese is not gonna last. Steve's already going. I'm not. I'm getting my first fork roll and Steve's going back in his fr- in for his third.
5: Mmm.
0: Oh. I don't think so.
5: wow. You know what makes it?
0: It's the beef the beef the is beef delicious. is what makes yeah. it
6: right yeah
4: It's a really good ground beef with mm-hmm. a it, the best way I can describe it is like a chili flavoring yeah. and it's with that that cheese and it's got kind of that ricotta cheese in it too it's just so creamy and it's delicious. It's and
0: it uh, sounds scary.
4: You know, no. You know, like he said, this this is uh, something that a little kid could eat all the way up to an adult and be very happy.
0: Spice, not spicy. Absolutely, it's it's definitely not a, um, a you know, it's not like a um, uh, like a pedestrian sort of uh, hamburger meat. There's, I mean, you can even see just the color of the beef too. It's sort of got that um, like a tomatoey reddish color to it.
1: Yeah, and you have a nice sized portion so if someone wanted it for an entree, but you could eat it like us and use it for an appetizer and there's plenty for your whole family.
0: I mean, I think because it is so big and creamy and rich. I mean, that's a it's a very hearty hearty uh, hearty entree. Yeah, absolutely. We've um we've actually just bypassed taking individual forkfuls and putting our dish now we're just digging into like like horses at the trough. Yeah, I'm going back in. Yeah, that's nice. Nobody wants the Chinese broccoli? Steve, eat that broccoli, man. That's good for you. It's garnish. It, um, it's going to help. Now it's a race. Now we're just now we're racing to get our forks back in there before it's all gone. Mm-hmm.
1: It gets better at the bottom because the bottom's really hot. No. Yeah. I see why he
0: recommended that hands down. Uh, it's delicious. Is it wrong for me to say I almost don't want my steak?
4: Yeah, I would almost order this over a steak. Yeah. To be honest, it's that good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for now, when I try your
0: snake, it, 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 may, uh, it may be different. But, I mean, that's like, that's like, what we just did so far was a full, like, that's a full dinner meal. Yeah. A couple appetizers and that. Yeah, definitely. You going to try the broccoli?
4: I'll try the broccoli. I'll be healthy. Yeah. Let's we'll see. Good job, Frank.
6: Take
0: one to the team. All right, you go into the broccoli. I'm going to keep on yeah, I'm gonna go scooping back to the bottom. The the left it's back. good. We're, we're distracting them. Yeah
4: go for that Mm -hmm. very good (laughs) Chinese broccoli is a little different than it's not like broccoli where it looks more like a tree Chinese broccoli looks more like a a, collard
6: greens almost like
4: it's like a long piece of lettuce on top of a stem like a broccoli stem is kind of how you would describe it but it always has a very good flavor because they cook it in like an oil, and it's. Uh,
0: it sounds nice, flavorful. other than next to my mac and cheese. Yeah, it's just a time waster.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: it just it seems like that's just <laughs> yeah.
4: filler. And I think I'm going to wash it down with another bite of noodles.
0: There's not much. You're getting like it's
1: the great, last of the great noodles. Place, great oh, I got one.
0: I you're like the littlest lion yeah. cub going to what's left of the zebra because there's yeah. not much meat left on the bone.
1: We need a piece of bread to okay. clean the bowl. Oh,
0: yeah. There we go. Wait, what if you took? One of the arepas, and you sort of scooped it to get all that good, cheesy, rich, saucy goodness on the bottom. Can
1: pass the bread, please. I guess <laughs> <laughs> it's sitting right here by me. There a little
0: pizza. See, nothing gets wasted at this table. I like
1: how you think. We're doing it for the environment, really. Look at that. Yeah, it's like a mini mac and cheese sandwich with chili on. <laughs> Delicious. Oh, everything else. Steve, think you got a good idea. Yeah, I'm gonna use my little
5: piece of bread here. Five rings. Thank you. Oh, look
4: at
0: that. Yeah, that's good. Yes, please. Ooh.
5: Look mm, at that. Wow.
0: That looks good. Cool. It's like the old '96er. <laughs> oh, that's a big piece of steak.
2: That is a piece a big piece of game. chicken because of this. Thank you very
5: much.
0: Wow. I smell yours again, yeah. Frank. So right?
2: Just the
4: smells at the table are everything. Smells delicious. Yeah. Wow, Steve! They
0: forgot to take the heads off your shrimp, dude. What are you doing? I gotta give you a big piece of steak. I've never seen. This is something I've never seen before. I've never Just seen you. I've never seen you give food, off food his
6: away and give it to somebody else. Right?
4: That is never happened.
1: Are you all right? Who are who are you? And what have you done, Steve? Well, if I give you a piece of shrimp, I get a piece of steak back, right? Dude, I'm gonna give you a huge. I'm gonna give you like eight ounces of steak. This is
0: huge. Ah, wow, Jimmy, I smell yours right, too. It
6: smells so good.
0: I mean, it, you, it definitely, um, I mean, it's so oh funny, God. that the, the different flavors that you get, just the sort of um, I'm talking about a multi-sensory experience. Like, when you can smell your food, first of all, it looks beautiful. The presentation, right? There's all different plates. The presentation is wonderful. What, what is that? Who, what do you want? am I, a four-year-old? Who, who are you kidding with that piece of chicken? No, oh, I'm kidding, man. Oh, Frank, yours looks like the bomb right there. What's your, what is that? Do? Oh, I gotta cut that. I gave Steve too big. Wow, that's really nice. Mm. All right, we all got to, we got to eat the same thing at the same time. So, we're not all, so did you have a shrimp ready? Mm-hmm. You have a shrimp already so far? No. The shrimp,
1: is delicious. The legs are a little crunchy, but uh, it's like a real nice grilled flavor. Yeah, with a little, like, slightly barbecued flavor. It's really good.
0: What's the, uh, so it's in, it's sort of sitting in a very shallow sauce, a uh, very shallow,
1: thin sauce. Yeah, it's a kind of a sweet vinegary sauce, okay. but it doesn't overpower shrimp. the shrimp. Then try the shrimp.
2: Try shrimp so we can get a, a uh, shrimp review. Yeah.
1: A little headlight
6: squirted when I took it out. That's really good, yeah. It's a really, really nice barbecue shrimp. Nice and juicy, good size.
0: And the head's easy, I mean, you just, the head sort of pulls yeah, right off. Just yeah,
3: pull off, just like you pull off the tail or something yeah. like that. That is great. Covered in the sauce from the shrimp, that's good.
0: You can tell when the shrimp is good when you're wearing half the sauce on your fingers and your face.
4: Yeah, that's delicious shrimp. The shrimp is a nice size. Um, it's It's like a barbecue sauce a little bit. Probably not something I would order for like my kids because with the head on, it might be a little scary to some people. But it comes off real easy, and it's just like a regular piece of shrimp then after that. So, delicious. Oh,
2: the head on mm. shrimp. So good. Mm. It's delicious, but I'm, I'm a visual eater. Mm-hmm.
0: So, again, really nice grilled. Shrimp is one of those things, <clears throat> excuse me, how much or how little you cook it is so important because if the texture's wrong, it doesn't matter what sort of flavor <laughs> you put on top of it. Um, I think it's sort of unique having the heads on, but again, it might be off-putting to some. Yep. But I think the flavor is, uh, it's wonderful. And you got, what, see, five or six? You got six shrimps in there. Um, some more of the Chinese broccoli, five shrimp. five shrimp, and the rice. So that's nice. All right, what? Um, Where are we going to next, Chris? What'd you get?
3: I had the had the lamb chops. All right, good. All right,
4: That's really good. I'm not a big lamb person because usually it's kind of gamey or you know I'm afraid it's going to be gamey. This is very good, no gamey flavor at all. Very tender, very well cooked, lots of spice. I I don't know what kind of spice was on it. I forgot. But. Yeah,
6: I'm trying to figure out what the spice is on it, but it's really good. The spice is nice. I'm not usually a game person either. African spices, I think it's.
0: A... I think so. So it's a uh, it's a North African berber spice berber spice with the uh, with the green lentil slaw.
3: A lot of flavor, no heat to it at all. It, no. it, it's good. Uh-huh. A lot of bold flavor to it, Sal. Totally.
0: Yeah, I was going to say the uh, the berber is. Um, it's not like a curry. There's. It's not. A, it's not a heat. Um, gosh, I don't even know what to sort of relate the the berber type spice to. But it's um it's it's a little bit heavier, sort of on the on the back of the palate, if that makes yeah. any sense. And like what we talked about before, it sits there. There's a definite residual flavor. Do you try the lamb yet? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, and it was it's uh it was cooked kind of well, but it was cut thin, so it was very tender. But it wasn't as spicy as the shrimp, so it was it was a nice break from all the hot spices. And it's a it's a bone
0: in, it's a small bone in piece of lamb too. And Chris, what did you get? Two, three pieces, four pieces on there? I had I had four, four pieces. I don't know what to relate this this berber spice to. But I definitely, I feel it. So sort of I feel the, the spice on the back of the palate a little bit.
4: Yeah, and it's a thick spice, too. It's, yeah, it's got yeah. almost like a pepper crunch That's to it. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's very peppery. Yeah. And, Chris, what I love is that you just manned up, man. You just picked up that bone, and you're you're, you're doing a little Fred Flintstone on there. The,
3: the, the bone's a handle. I just gnaw it right <laughs> off the bone. <laughs> um, all right, uh,
6: Jimmy, you had the,
0: the taste like chicken.
6: Yes, I had the taste like chicken because it is. It's just a grilled chicken breast with, like, a shiitake rice and stir-fried vegetables. Um, I haven't tried it yet, so here we go.
0: Chicken, yeah. It's, uh, it's really, really moist, which you always worry about sometimes with grilled chicken, making sure yeah. that Especially you like don't lose a, any of the
6: food. This is a thick breast, too, so yeah.
0: it's really nice and moist. Yeah. But it's, um, and it, there's nothing, off. there's, there's nothing, um, it's not saturated in sauce, it's not overly sauced, it's very, very light.
4: Yeah, it's a very safe option if yeah. if you're afraid of some of the different spices that might be on this menu. It's definitely a go-to. It's a big piece of chicken, very juicy. That's
0: good. Jimmy, I'm not even going to ask. I'm just going to dig in. I need to
3: try to—I'm a rice guy.
0: rice is good. Oh my god! I got some shiitake
3: mushrooms with it? I had a little teriyaki taste to it. Almost
0: a
1: little teriyaki yeah, taste little to little the teriyaki. Yeah. yeah. What did he taste? We were talking about his. We're
0: moving on. To oh, the, <laughs> you've already on. moved on. You're already you're past the chicken. So Frank, I, yours is the one I'm, I'm saving for next to last because I smelled it as soon as it puts down. I, I love a nice piece of pork. Uh, like the lamb. It's a it's a thin cut of pork here, for the most part.
4: Get some more of this juice on here too. That sauce looks good. Oh, well, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's money.
5: Wait, a minute. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Wow, we could have a winner right there.
4: Yeah, this is this is very good. The pork is very tender, and it's almost—I don't want to call it a barbecue. I feel like I've been saying barbecue sauce a well, lot. It almost day. tastes
0: like a sweet
1: yeah. spare rib. Mm-hmm. You
6: know, a sweet spare rib. I was going to say the same exact thing.
1: But it's spicy too, it has a lot of strong flavor to it. It's got some, a little bit of a kick on the back
4: not like a spice, but just you can feel it afterwards.
3: But there's a sweetness, like yeah. I get a sweetness sort of on the side of my tongue. It's a little sweet, uh, not quite as bold as the as the lamb. Right. And a little bit more of a kick to it. Okay. Not much, but it, it's good. This one makes it with all my rice too, and just eat right. it like all the other.
4: That would be a safe option, too. A little bit out of the box, but not too much. This by far might be my favorite. We haven't hit your steak yet, but this
1: is... Yeah, I think um,
0: I really like that a lot. Jimmy, no offense, man. I mean, I'll finish your rice if you don't finish it, but that's really, really good. All right, so moving on to uh, the signature steak again. Really, I'm surprised at the size of the piece of steak here. Covered in a, a thin layer of chimichurri sauce. Nice sear on the outside. And there's also uh, some fried yuca as well. Thoughts?
4: It's really good. The uh, the salsa, or it's not salsa, but the uh, chimichurri on top almost tastes like a verde salsa a little bit in the flavor. And the steak's well cooked. Uh,
1: it's a nice piece of meat. It's very good. Yeah, it has a lot of flavor. You know, it's just not your basic salt and pepper steak. Yeah. You know, they put a lot of spices on it. But
0: the, the chimichurri too. It's. Um, to use just remember, it, it, it's safe in that it's not anything that's spicy, and obviously you can get it without the chimichurri, so I, I like the chimichurri sauce.
3: I would say if you're looking for something really safe, go with the steak with the chimichurri on the side. I think anybody would like it, but if you're worried about it, it it's a good, safe way to go, but it, it's fantastic. Yeah, like I, I, this is definitely a safe option
6: uh, if you do the chimichurri on the side, but the chimichurri gives it a really nice flavor. It's like a,
4: the chimichurri has almost got like a little sweet flavor to it, right? Mm-hmm.
0: And it's served with a um, a fried yuca, which is sort of a, a root vegetable. Very dense, almost like a like a potato type mm-hmm. texture tastes, to it. It tastes like a hunk of potato to me, yeah.
1: like yeah. a fr- big French fry.
0: Yeah, yeah it does. It, almost, it is almost like a giant French fry. It has the ketchup. <laughs> but but it's served, it obviously perfectly complements, I mean, because that's sort of what this is. It's, it's, it's potatoes and steak. It's meat and potatoes. Yeah. I
4: almost kind of wish it had like a sauce or something to maybe dip it in a little bit because it's yeah. kind of a, it's very dry, but it's, uh, it's delicious.
0: It's served, um, there's a piece of avocado on the side and a lime, half a lime, a grilled lime that I guess you can squeeze over the, the, the steak as well, which actually I'm going to try to do just for fun, just to sort of see and add a little bit more moisture to it. So you know what? If you got, you guys all oh, ate it all, squeezing the lime juice on top really enhances the flavor. It really sort of brings out the flavors of the chimichurri sauce. I think we I think we missed something there by not squeezing the lime on it. That being said, uh, my favorite, yeah, Frank, your uh, your pork was phenomenal.
4: Yeah, the pork for me is definitely the best one of of all the options. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the. Uh, I really like the shrimp, but there's a sauce on the side, but once you start mixing your rice with that sauce, it's very spicy. So uh, just like the, the soup that we had earlier, there are some spicy options, so you have to watch that if uh, you're coming here for the first time and you're, you don't like hot food.
3: That- Pork was definitely the best. Uh, second best was the mac and cheese. I keep forgetting that that was a that's an entree since we had it as an appetizer, yeah. but mac and cheese is a really good option. See, I think mac and cheese is my favorite, but the pork was definitely a close second.
0: I want to pull a Steve. I want to just I'm going to take my yuca and oh, I'm going to dip it in the pork sauce. Oh, that's a good because idea. I want to put everything. I want to put that pork sauce on everything. The yuca in sauce. Oh, this, don't try that. You wouldn't like that. Just pull that sauce over here.
4: This pork sauce is right up there with those Jack Lindsay wings sauce. Uh, That's how good it is.
0: What do you like better, mac and cheese or pork as an entree?
4: Both. You got to put them together. No, no. you couldn't eat them. I don't
0: think you could eat both of them. I mean, he could, but normal human beings couldn't eat the two of those
4: as an (laughs) entree. Steve Drew could, but no. um, I would honestly, I would probably get the pork because that sauce is that good and it's kind of unique to here. You know, to like I said earlier, it kind of tastes like a chili mac. I feel like maybe I could replicate that somewhere else, but this was very good.
0: I mean, the pork is is a lighter of the two options. You know, the um, you're going to feel full after you have the uh, the mac and cheese because there's a lot. I mean. That's a really big portion of mac and cheese, too. Um, so I think the pork is number one. The mac and cheese is a really close second. Um, and I think the boldest of the flavors was definitely the lamb. Um, I think if you want to sort of expand your culinary horizon, you try the lamb. The steak and the chicken, the safer dishes. I think the chicken had a really nice flavor to it. I really like what uh, the vegetables and the rice. And Steve, I agree. I think the, uh, the shrimp is a light option. Because it's grilled, but it did really have a nice depth of flavor in the sauce itself.
1: Yeah, and uh, it does have a bite afterwards once you get that spice kicking in. So, yeah, it's more of an adventurous than the other ones, and it's probably the spiciest
3: dish.
0: And I think the best part about this meal, other than that we're sharing with friends, is that there's a whole other
6: portion. of round
3: two over here. So now we've had it. It's recommended as an entree. We've had it now as an appetizer and as a dessert. So it works for pretty much anything. It's great. It's
0: a dessert topping and a floor wax. (laughs) So clearly, um, we ate too much. Chris, you're right. We had so many courses of mac and cheese that we couldn't eat another bite. So clearly, we need to have dessert. And unique to this restaurant... They actually bring out a separate dessert menu, sort of, you know, almost a, a, like you would expect in more formal, uh, upscale restaurant. It's a, uh, it's a smaller menu. And the first thing, Frank, that you noted was that under the hot beverages, there are probably, diff- you know, maybe close to 10 different uh, unique teas.
4: Yeah, which definitely ties into the Jungle Cruise theme of the building because if you listen to a lot of the audio in the queue and stuff, they're talking about needing shipments of teas and that kind of thing. So it, it's kind of kind of nice that they have all these hot tea options.
0: Yeah, there's Earl Grey, an English breakfast, Darjeeling, uh, two different green teas, a Rooibos, a blush infusion, a chamomile, a mint, and then a variety of different espressos, cappuccinos, and lattes too. Um, and there are four different desserts on the menu. Before you get to the backside of menu five, did I miss one? One, two. Oh, no, I'm
5: just okay
0: <laughs> You're, You are you are drunk on mac and cheese, aren't you?
6: I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that running? Yeah, that's just I have no brain
0: Uh So the, there's um, a coconut bar with pineapple basil compote and vanilla cream. It's a vanilla chiffon cake. With coconut and lime white chocolate ganache. So I'm, I'm seeing vanilla, that's a vegetable, fruit, right? And mm-hmm. coconut, that's a fruit. Lime, fruit, ganache, I think that means healthy in French. So that clearly is the healthy option on the. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bertha's bonbon land cake with mango lime sorbet, a, a, again, a vanilla chiffon cake with lemon, grass, ginger syrup. The kungal. Soaked. Oh wait. Oh, it's soaked. What did I say?
4: No, it used to covered. It's so. Oh,
0: it's not. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, the Kungaloosh is an African-inspired chocolate cake with caramelized oh, caramelized bananas, uh, cashew caramel ice cream top I'm not. I stopped reading. Yeah. I don't even know what the words he are coming out of my mouth. The
4: signature dish.
0: I can see why. Chocolate cake, caramelized bananas, cashew caramel ice cream, coffee dust. Yes. And the uh, the sugar crusted congee pudding, caramelized custard with millet. I don't know what that is. Almonds, apricot, dates, and honey almond truffle. What's the, what's the first one that jumps out at you? The congaloosh.
1: Yep, that'll kongaloosh. Kongaloosh. Uh, they have a nice picture of the uh, sugar crusted kanji pudding, so. It looks good yeah? I'm gonna like try that. And I'll try them all. And the fact that the
4: coconut bar looks like a giant stick of butter just yeah. looks amazing.
0: And he's, when, he, when somebody said that before, he's like, and it tastes just as good. All right, so I think we need to get a coconut bar, congaloosh and the coffee pudding.
4: Right. Well, it's three out of four, so maybe we just go for the oh the quad.
1: Leave <laughs> one
0: out. <laughs> you you would feel bad for it. feel well, you we. Know, so we're gonna do the same thing here that we did at Jock Lindsay's. We're just gonna look at the menu and say, Jason. All, let's make all that happen. One of each, please. Oh, there's a question? No, there's no question. Oh, okay. There's no question we will take all four, please. All four? Does anybody want a, a tea or something? All right, let's try one. Let's start off with the one each, and then if we need another one, you got backups in reserve. All right. We trust. We have tea, water, coffee, latte, okay, nap. Yeah. I'm ready for a nap. And so the one thing that we haven't really talked about, which I think is such a, a an important part of this restaurant slash dining experience is the theming and the story. Obviously, I'm I'm sure you can hear the period music from um, the 1900s, 1910s or so. It's obviously the Jungle Cruise Skipper Canteen, and there's an elaborate backstory that connects this restaurant directly to the Skipper Canteen. The proprietor of the restaurant is Alberta Falls, who is the granddaughter of Dr. Albert Falls, of which the, uh, the falls were named after. And if you look at the back of the menu, which again, like Jock Lindsay's, is very well-themed. It looks almost like, um, you know, there's artwork from the Jungle Cruise in there. If you lift your menu, you'll see one of Skipper Will and another of Trader Sam's. It looks like coffee stains, just like you had on the Jock Lindsay's menu. There's a lot of what looks to be concept art from Jungle Cruise. And on the back is a letter from Alberta Falls telling you a little bit of the story of the Skipper Canteen and how uh, Alberta Falls established the the Jungle Navigation Company, how and why it eventually came to be that they started going from uh, sort of a shipping business to having full-fledged expeditions and then connecting that experience, that attraction to here, where they opened up the home offices to hungry travelers. And where we're sitting now is where the crew meets in sort of the the crew mess hall. But in the back, there are two really, really well-themed uh, there's the family room, which is almost sort of a um, um, like the like the like the West Wing in the, the uh, Beast Castle. It's sort of a more formal, almost upscale-looking room. There's real china they talked about. But the cool room is the, her grandfather's old secret meeting room, known as the Sea Room. And C, Sea stands for Society of Explorers and Adventurers, which ties not just back to the Jungle Cruise, but you heard the word Congalush mentioned many times. It also ties into the Adventurers Club. And I don't actually want to spoil part of the experience of being here by having you just hear the skipper tell the story. I think you need to come in here and experience it all from the time that you get checked in and the, the sort of the story begins right the sort of act one of the story as you enter the queue of the restaurant, and then when you come in and look up at the second floor, you look at the doors. every artifact here, like Adventures Club, like Skipper Canteen, like Trader Sam's, has a story behind it there 's the lost and unfound shelf, and then you can sort of work your way back into some, some of the other rooms. ask your skipper will probably tell you, but ask and don 't be afraid to ask about. Why certain things are here. I think this is another one of those great examples of imaginering, not just putting things there for the sake of being there, but creating a very elaborate, detailed backstory. And there's almost a re factor to the to, to this attraction. I call it well, it's 40 and slip. It's for, for this uh, restaurant, like there is the attraction, right? This the Jungle Cruise story remains the same, but your skipper will change the dynamic of your experience I think the skipper here will change the dynamic of the experience too and look we're doing it wrong you're not supposed to come here and order two of everything on the menu you're supposed to order one and then hopefully come back and do it again but i, I dig the fact of how detailed the story is here
4: yeah, I agree. All the artifacts are really interesting, and like you were saying earlier, how the skipper that your your server could be could change the story. We wrote Jungle Cruise earlier; and there were jokes I had never heard, and I've written that plenty of times. Just the same experience here. I can see that every time you come, it could be a unique experience.
0: Yeah, when we came here the first time, right during soft opening, our our server slash skipper was phenomenal in terms of. Really getting deep into the character. I mean, we're never really breaking it. He was not talking to us as if it was 2016. He really was uh, embodying this idea that that he was a skipper and it was the early 1900s.
6: Yeah, I mean, I, I just love the theming in here, and it feels like you know the Jungle Cruise has been there for 40 years plus now, and like I really feel like you should either get off that and come in here, or come in here and get off that, and everything just works together like perfectly.
3: Right, even with the. The music that I'm sure you're hearing, it's coming from an old phonograph that's up on the the balcony up there. And so that even fits, you know, with the the music being from that area up there. It's it's amazing.
1: Yeah, as I sit here and look around the room, you can never stop focusing on something. Because everywhere you look, there's another artifact or uh, some point of interest.
0: And I think they almost invite you to, you know, obviously without disturbing other guests, but walk around and look at some of the things on the walls. Go back into the other rooms. Don't be afraid. To do a little bit of exploring when you come here, I had a chance to check out the C room last time. I want to look, I'm just looking, my line of sight shows a curio cabinet, a lit curio cabinet in uh, the the private dining room. And as I walked out last time, I spent a good five, ten minutes looking at um, sort of a a billboard, which reminds me of places like Dinoland USA and uh, uh, some of the lost and found at Launch Bay, where if you take a few minutes, Jock Lindsay's has one too, if you take a a few minutes looking inside there, There's a a whole nother layer and a whole other level of the backstory, and that's one of the things that I really appreciate and want you, the listener, to to understand that that's what this place is meant to be. It's not just come in, eat, and get out. It really is sort of immerse yourself in the whole experience and the mac and
2: cheese. Also, take time to read the books, the names of the
0: books. Take time to read the name. Jason says take time to read the names
2: on the books. Specifically themed to us. One of them is actually written by Walt Disney. One of them is actually written by the Walt Disney. Just W. E. D. for Walter Lange I Dig Dillon. it. Say, that and that's what A few books written by Albert Falls. Mm-hmm. Of course, there is. Why wouldn't there be? Everywhere. <laughs> and secret points if you can find the hidden compartment, because there is one. Hmm. We all have that "hmm" look on our base. Who's going to find it first?
0: And if
4: there's mac and cheese in it, (laughs) Steve's going to find it.
0: So, and in speaking about the the rooms, too, you know, this used to be the location of the old Adventureland Veranda restaurant. And a lot of the elements in here from, you know, if you look at the detail in the ceiling and the exposed beams and the old brass chandeliers, a lot of those are carryover from a restaurant that had a very different feel to it. When it was sponsored by Kiko Man, they used to have... um, teriyaki hot dogs and sort of these very sort of Asian inspired but it was burgers and hot dogs um, they had a teriyaki burger I think with a um, a pineapple on it and there was like a mango slaw or something on top of the, um, of the hot dog uh, and Valerie made a good point You know, the room that we're feeling And she says, oh, it feels somewhat cafeteria-like And it fits into the theming, right? And he said the music is allowed to sort of drown out But it is, that's where you're supposed to be This is where the crew would eat But there is that more formal room in the back And there is that sort of secret explorer's room That has a much more, you know, rich mahogany Woods and adventures club type feel But Frank, you made a good point Just about the, the feel of the experience itself
4: yeah, it's, it feels very much more laid back. Like you can come in here if you're very casual, whereas with be our guest, even though even at lunch it's quick service, at dinner it always feels a little more fancy, a little more um, less casual. You know, whereas here, you, you feel like you can really relax, just have a good meal with friends, and have a good time.
0: Yeah, we've obviously been here for what seems like three hours so far, too. So it's not a uh, it's not a hurried meal. I mean, this is definitely where you want to come for a little bit more of a of a um, relaxed dining experience in the parks. All right, so I'm not always, who am I kidding? I'm not, all right, sometimes I'm a dessert guy. I'm all right, I'm always a dessert guy. Not normally for lunch, but we got one of everything. First things first, presentation is spectacular. These are beautiful. You talked about it not being a fancy formal restaurant, but the presentations of the desserts is what you would expect at a much more high end restaurant.
6: Definitely, yeah, they're all beautiful, beautiful the way they came out.
0: You say that with a little, just a hint of drool out so of the corner. Ah. You're staring at it longingly. Um, As all us hold every <laughs> single one of us have our spoons
4: in the air. You
0: are like little Jedi, like armature <laughs> lightsabers, waiting to dig in. I, where do, where do we go first? Um, I don't even know where. Let's, um, why don't we go with the pudding first? I want to, we're going to save the, I'm going to tease you, Steve. We're going to save the Congalouche for last. All right. So the. Um, the, the pudding is a caramelized customer, custard with millet, almonds, apricot, dates, and a husk, honey almond tool. I don't know. It's almost a honey almond cookie sort of. It looks like a honey almond taco on top. I heard a, I heard a yummy sound from Chris. I have something some interesting.
6: What? I'm sorry. What was that? was a mouthful again. Interesting almost spices to it. Right, like inside the pudding. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's it almost has a tastes like oatmeal with fruit and cinnamon. Yeah, it's it's
4: got a, a heavier texture to it than I was expecting for like a pudding. It's more it, Steve's right. It's like an oatmeal texture.
0: There's a little bit of yeah, a little bit of grittiness and graininess yeah, yeah. to it. Um, obviously the the mango makes it sweet, and I taste some of that honey, but I can't seem to identify. Hmm. You're right. There's a. Um, there's a spice to it. Yeah. Not a again, not a not hot, a hot spice. spice,
6: but just like a, a, flavoring spice. I can't put my finger on what it is.
0: I want to say it's almost like a, um, an Indian type spice was the first thing it made me think of.
4: Yeah, almost, and a little bit of like maybe a brown sugar in there. I just got a scoop of.
0: Yeah. So there's a there's a hint of savory amongst all that, and I think which is good because otherwise it would be would be very very sweet.
4: So what's the cookie? That's why I went.
0: It's the honey almond. Oh, Toule. It's a Touille, it's called. Oh, you're so fancy. I know. <laughs> Did he just say it when he put it down? Yeah. <laughs> so, how's that? It's like a crunchy
6: It's almost cookie. like, yeah, like a really thin almond cookie.
0: <laughs> you know I'm going to do it on purpose now every time you're chewing. Yep. All right. <clears throat> so, from there, I want to move over to, uh, let's go to this, the middle one. This is the the Bertha's Ban Bong Lan cake with mango lime sorbet. It's almost a small. (laughs) It's a take on a dessert from Thailand, Jason said. So it almost looks like a little, sort of like a a donut with a, um, although it's a lemon chiffon cake. And is this like, is it ice cream on top or is it? I think
6: it's ice
0: cream on top. Frank, don't be shy, just dig in. Just make sure it isn't on the finger to Steve. Oh, that lemon,
3: that lemon sort of almost like a gelato. Like lemon and mango. Yeah.
0: It it has almost more of a gelato consistency. Like, it's a little bit richer and creamier.
3: That's really good. And it's got lemon in it, so
1: it's healthy, right? Yeah, it's very refreshing. And then there's these, uh, what do you
3: call these? Fresh meringue. Meringue.
1: They're like little crunchy Hershey kisses of meringue. They go really well with the ice cream. And there's some small fresh cubes of uh, mango
0: Refreshing is the right word, man. That's exactly what yeah. that... Um, mm-hmm. And it sort of cleanses the palate, which is nice. Oh, that. <laughs> All right.
4: If you wanted a very light dessert, that would be the one to get.
0: All right. Push it out of the way. Or push it in front I'm of Chris. A, push it, front Steve,
6: push it, it in front of Steve.
0: Push it in front of Steve. Give it to Mike. He eats everything. So the coconut bar with pineapple, basil, compote, and vanilla cream... It does look like a big stick of butter with some pretty stuff on it. And when he put it down, he says everything, including the flour, on the plate. Steve, not the plate itself. Well, the flour was edible.
1: (laughs) The flour doesn't have that much flavor. But it's purple, so, you know, it looked good going down.
0: (laughs) So, all right, I'm just digging in here.
1: I really like this.
2: Hmm. Take on a Vietnamese.
0: Okay, so the um, the coconut bar is a has a it's a take on a Vietnamese dessert. The Oh, I'm sorry, the ban ban. Okay, the ban bon bon lan was Vietnamese. The coconut bar, um, this too, it's it's light. It it probably the out uh, of the other two is some more the more traditional type of a lemon cake.
4: Yeah, I need to have another bite. I gotta decide. <laughs>
6: It's good. There's a little bit of a crunch in the cake. I'm trying to figure out exactly what that. Is. I don't think it's the coconut,
0: Well, no, you know what? I think that's exactly what it was. It's got that lime white ganache.
4: It's a very light flavor. Yeah. It's very. It's very airy, uh, not an overpowering flavor. Um,
0: it's good. Yeah, it's not heavy. It's not a heavy dessert, which no, that's sometimes my you... my favorite so far. That one is? That yeah. one's
3: my favorite so far, yeah.
0: And that one went fastest, by the way. Yeah. 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 That one went very
4: quick. Even if I know a lot of people don't like coconut, it's not like an overpowering coconut flavor. It's more, the coconut is is hardly there, and uh, you know, it's the texture isn't overwhelming.
0: Unlike the, I don't like coconut. I
3: don't, I don't like coconut in that one.
0: Why'd you eat so much of my cake dessert,
3: then, man? Hey, good <laughs>
0: taste, yeah. the the ban bong land, you got. I mean, the lemon. You need. You better love lemon because that's. A, it does have a very. Intense lemon flavor So obviously you guys Must be full Steve put that Put that You can put, put that in your spoon You don't want Obviously you don't want Any of this congaloosh Yeah oh, Come to daddy <laughs> Did you say come to daddy? <laughs> yes I did Wow This is um like a thick, It's, it's so very like a Chocolate cake Yeah It's it a Brownie
6: uh, consistency yeah. Maybe a little Very very dense
0: Yeah you gotta Oh I didn't get any coffee Wait, Hold on I didn't get any coffee Ice cream on that mm. Wait a minute Oh man that's good New favorite Yep Wow. This is, this is the winner. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's the winner. Oh, banana. I'm sorry. That was the cashew caramel ice cream with the coffee dust.
4: Oh, that's good.
0: Sweet, fancy Moses, Jason. Why don't we have that first?
4: Why didn't we order four of them? I told
0: you. She
2: tried to tell you. That's why they <laughs> ordered their own. Okay.
6: Is <laughs> yeah, that caramelized banana? Oh, it's good. Really?
4: Mmm. Wow. I told you, we have more.
2: Uh, that
0: will. Um, yeah, that,
2: is, um,
4: that is fantastic. The brownie is very rich and dense, and that caramel car- caramel cashew ice cream. Oh, oh
0: that's,
2: and it smokes. actually not even a brownie.
0: It's compressed. It's just compressed. Oh. It that's. Yeah, when you say it's dense, I mean it's and it's not. Um, it's dense, but it's not. You know, sometimes you get a chocolate cake that's so rich, it's almost too chocolatey. Yeah, it's not like that. And. The, the cashew caramel ice cream, you put that on. Well, there was some left. They
2: but. actually caramelized the banana when you ordered it. Yeah?
4: Wow. I didn't they even get any banana. On. That was gone already.
5: Right. Oh, right. right. yeah.
0: Yeah.
4: I got
5: to be that.
2: Once
0: you have that. the congluce, you never go back. Oh. That's right. a nice tribute, man. I, that, that, that is a... Um,
2: that is the dessert to get. Yeah. That's why it's the signature. That and the coconut.
0: That's, eight, that's, that's, a, that's an $8 investment that will pay dividends for a long time. Yeah. That's the play right there. That is very, very good. You
5: definitely won't regret
0: it. Oh, I regret I think you're right. I regret only getting one. Agreed. Good thing we can beat our wow. That's good. Look at that. There's not a drop of dessert left. Jeez Louise. Um, wow. That's a nice way to finish off. I'm happy we saved that... It, I'm happy we had that last, because it would have ruined it for every other dessert.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. mean,
0: the other desserts were so three minutes ago, but that's the one to get. So,
7: so
0: 1920s, it was so 1920s. dude. Uh, let me tell you. So, if I came here, when I come here again, if I came here for lunch, I think the play for me would be a shumai and either falafel or a rapist mm-hmm. maybe a soup, and then maybe get it, you know... I would maybe order a couple or three appetizers if I was to have lunch. And I think, Frank, you made a good point. If I was to... When I came for dinner is when I would start almost going over to the entree side.
4: Yeah, absolutely. The entrees were, were a great dinner option. The appetizers, I think if you got two or three of those and split them among a couple people like we did, you would be fine. And um, if you're going to get a steak, I would go to one of the other steakhouses on the property. Uh, but the pork or the chicken, either of those options were really, really good yeah. for
5: I
0: think, he made a, I think Jimmy made a good point that the, the steak, it was a good steak. The chimichurri sauce adds a little bit of uh, different flavors to it. But if you are looking for a safer option, I think that's why things like the steak and the chicken are there. I think the chicken is maybe a little bit more flavorful, but if you do come here and maybe don't want to be as adventurous, you've got chicken, you've got steak. Even the shrimp, I don't think it is, um, is too far of a And If you don't want it with a lot of sauce, obviously they can tailor the, the saucing of your dishes probably however you like.
1: Yes, and uh, then I think the desserts are almost a prerequisite when you have one of the spice meals. That uh, lemon dessert was real refreshing to cleanse the palate, so you could always use that for an excuse, you know. Yeah,
0: so maybe I start off with a, um, a punchline punch, a couple appetizers. I would probably go mac and cheese, or I would probably go pork and/or mac and cheese, mm-hmm. or do what we did—get a mac and cheese and make it a shareable, almost like a, a side. I mean, it's it's a hearty it's a hearty meal. Um, what about you guys? What's your
1: And I think uh, the ideal thing at lunchtime, if you had fast passes at 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon for the Jungle Cruise, come here first and have a nice lunch, and then you could go on that and digest and kind of
3: keep the mood. Yeah. Yeah, I think Steve has a great plan. And and I think, then, work, <laughs> then work it off climbing the uh, treehouse.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and I think you're right. I think trying to pair it with the Joan Cruiser Adventureland type experience would, would enhance what you do here. I think you need to give yourself a lot of time when you come here, too. This is not a, a dine and dash. Type restaurant, And understand, too, you're also at a very different price point than is if you were going to go to Pecos Bills or um, uh, Tomorrowland Terrace or, um, you know, even someplace like the Plaza Restaurant. Your entrees are going to run you uh, on the low end about $19 up to the high end, which is 34 The steak is 34 Most of them run between twenty to twenty five dollars, all the appetizers are within seven to ten dollars. So it does operate at a certain price point, which I think will to a certain degree self-regulate how crowded this restaurant may or may not be, especially for times like lunch. Um but yeah, I think this is I think this is a nice way to sort of spend your afternoon and, and sort of take a nice break too in between the day.
4: Yeah, it's a nice restaurant to have to Especially, I I can see this in the middle of the summer, being a great place to get out of the heat for a little bit, just relax, have a good meal, spend some time.
0: And I think, too, you also really should engage your your server (laughs) as much as possible. Ask them, ask him or her about the story. Ask about the details. Take your time and wander and explore. And uh, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of anything you should see on the menu. I don't think that there was anything here that I wouldn't order again. I don't think there's anything here that would scare away a lot of people. This is your adventure land. It's um, would be a good time, a place to be adventurous. How, um, Jason, come here, yes. come <laughs> here, man. Um, I you. you, you know, I thought we were getting along famously. I thought we were friends, and then you wait until we're done before you're like, oh, by the way, there are candied chocolate sunflower seeds and chocolate-dipped banana bites. Did How you is? Pay that? the bill yet? How? No. How's that not on the menu? Because it's for children. <laughs> um, have you looked around this table? Look at me. I, I shop. I wear garanimals for,
2: I mean, real children. Oh, don't forget the volcano cake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With the chocolate-covered Pop Rocks? Yeah. <gasps> Stop it. No. And you can't have it. You're too old. Uh, am I really? Do you want to no. say? I, no. so
5: is You're there any never way
2: too old. You're at Disney. Could we, like, sample a little bit? If by sample you mean get full versions of everything, yes. <laughs> of course, why not? Are, are those... Again, are geared towards children, so they are on the petite side of the dessert scale. Can we try a monkey bite? Of course. Okay, please. And they come with chopsticks, does everyone want chopsticks? <gasps> yes! yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we got to do a volcano. Do you want to do a volcano oh, as it's a well? pop rocks. <laughs> 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 it's more chocolate rock. cake. I mean, yeah. you really want to say And then, oh, when we're born we're done, could I have a couch for a little nap, too? How about a wheelbarrow? Done. Okay. <laughs> and we have the baby station across the way to
0: take a nap. <laughs> wow, the Lou Memorial ba- Baby Care Station. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so wait, so you just brought us the monkey bite and the volcano. The volcano is awesome. It's a little sort of, it almost looks like a little chocolate souffle with a, is that like a sponge sugar, sugar. Vo- swelling volcano?
2: And it, the caramel is colored with the cocoa, like a darker cocoa to give it the red tint. And then the lava, or I'm sorry, the, the rocks are chocolate-covered pop rocks. And you gave us chopsticks too. And I gave you chopsticks for the monkey bites. That's
0: now tell me about the monkey bites. What is the um, what is the green stuff that's covering it on the
2: side? Of it? That's moss. No, it's not. <laughs> it's just cake with a dye, just to make it seem more jungle essence. The sesame seeds, the chocolate-covered sesame seeds, are supposed to represent how birds and monkeys feed in the trees grabbing nuts from the limbs and things, and how, a lot of times they fall to the ground. So that's what the sesame seeds are supposed to represent. It's all very themed. It's all very... And those are getting a meringue. <laughs> the meringue is so good. Oh, yeah, it's cake.
0: I'm using the backside <laughs> To like cut this open so we can yeah,
5: share.
4: Okay. It. Nah. Oh, come oh. on! it.
0: I like those monkey bites. I love banana. Mm. It's chocolate banana
2: with chocolate covered sunflower seeds. That
0: and what is this? Is this like a oh like whipped cream in the middle? I would order this. That's my second favorite dessert. My babe? <laughs> that's really good. We didn't the volcano yet, so... I hope you guys don't like that, so I can finish it.
4: No, it's good. It's a fun dessert. Chocolate I yeah. bananas with those sunflower... They wouldn't even know that they're seeds, the kid. They would just think they're little candy bites.
0: Banana and chocolate. It's healthy. Antioxidants and... All right, dig into your... I just want a chocolate pop rock, that's all. I'm gonna
6: use a spoon for that one because that one might be a little more difficult to try to eat with. Mm. That's
0: cute. It's a fun dessert. It's a fun
1: dessert. I think Jason was just messing with us, making us eat it with chopsticks.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Any last thoughts? I mean, like, I'm, like, like just piggybacking on what you just said, I'm I'm a pick, pretty picky eater when it comes to the things I'll eat, and nothing here is that bad.
3: You should at least try to try everything. And I'm a, I'm a fairly adventurous eater, and uh, this was a little more reserved than some of the other adventurous fare you can get at different places on property, but it's... It's fantastic. It's a good starter restaurant if you're looking to expand your, your culinary horizons a little bit.
1: The only thing, the soups are very spicy, so if uh, if you don't like something spicy, uh, you might want to shy away from something like that, or make sure you ask your server with uh, the spice level on some of the items. Save room for the congaloosh.
0: <laughs> well, guys, uh, thank you so much, uh, Jimmy, Chris, Steve. Frank, um, this has been a lot of fun. We need to... Now that we've been here, now we've done it for research purposes, now we can come here and get serious and actually do it just to enjoy our meal. So, uh, guys, thank you so much for uh, sharing your time and in some of your cases and some of your meals with me. Thank you. You're supposed to say, are you going to finish that? Are you going to finish that? (laughs) There's nothing left. I was going to say, there's nothing left to finish. There is uh, one little shrimp head and a little piece of the... (laughs) It's time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week. I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World's history, or see how well you pay attention to the details, not just in what you see, but sometimes in what you hear. If you think you know the answer, you can enter via email for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Before we get to this week's question, let's go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week I was talking about how I always like to look at the positive, bright side of things, and I'm not alone. There's a few other people, a couple of characters in Walt Disney World, that also feel the same way. So I asked you to identify where in the world you heard this line. Well,
5: get that, Ross! The cans have full. Uh-huh. What's happened to me? Wazowski, you'll
0: never feel that care. Oh, yes, we do. Obviously, you can tell by the audio that that line came from Walt Disney's Carousel of Pro... No? Okay. It really came from the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor Comedy Club with Mike Wazowski and Roz. Congratulations to all of you who entered and got that one correct took all of the correct entries, randomly selected one, and again, last week you were playing for the 102 Ways to Save Money for and at Walt Disney World book, all seven of my virtual audio walking tours of the Magic Kingdom, and a WDW Radio Magic Band cover, and last week's winner is... Mark Tracy. So Mark, congratulations, I'll get your package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So we're going to stay in Adventureland based on this week's live dining review. And the Swiss Family Treehouse is located directly across from the Skipper Canteen, which is a great way to walk off your lunch. I also think it's very much one of Walt Disney World's overlooked attractions. And if you go back to show number 233, we did a full DSI walkthrough Disney scene investigation of the treehouse. Might give a little new appreciation of some of the cool features and details and history and trivia. But... Speaking of trivia, here's your question for this week. Tell me, what room can be found at the top of the treehouse, right? What room is highest in the tree? You have until Sunday, January 17th at 11.59 p.m. to email your answer to contest at www.radio.com. Again, you're going to play for the 102 Ways book, all seven of the virtual audio walking tours, and a WW Radio Magic Band cover. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in this and every week. I know that your time is your most valuable commodity, and I sincerely appreciate you taking some of it to spend and share with me. Question of the week this week is to tell me, have you tried the Skipper Canteen as yet? If so, what would you think? You can let me know on Twitter. I'm at Lumangelo, Facebook.com slash Lumangelo, or call the voicemail 407-407. Better yet, call me from the Skipper Canteen while you're there enjoying your lunch or dinner. Also comment in the show notes over at wdwradio.com. Quick thanks to all the new members of the WDW Radio Nation, including Nathan Greenwald and Scott Clark. I sincerely appreciate all of the love and the support that you are giving. And if you want to help the show and also receive exclusive monthly rewards, including scavenger hunts, access to our private Facebook group, personalized magic band covers, logo gear, t-shirts, care packages every month from Walt Disney World and more. You can visit wdwradiocom slash support. Also, while you're on the site, be sure and check out the WW Radio blog. We have a team of great writers, lots of great new posts this week, including everything you need to know about some accessible attractions at Disney's Animal Kingdom, how to record a personalized greeting at a Walt Disney World meet and greet and lots more. While you're there, you can also sign up for our free email newsletter, check out our videos, blog, free mobile app and lots more. Also be sure and check out the events page for upcoming events in and around Walt Disney World. Our next meet of the month will be February 19th or 20th, somewhere around Princess Marathon Weekend. I want to thank everybody who came out to the Tomorrowland Terrace over Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend. And huge, huge congratulations to all of you that ran, walked, cheered, volunteered at the 5K, 10K, half and full marathon We had around 100 of the members of the WW Radio running team doing everything from their first 5K to their fifth Dopey Challenge, volunteering, cheering along the course. I am so happy and grateful and proud of every one of you and anybody and everybody that took up the challenge, signed up for their first race and made it to the starting line and to all the members of the team and the cheering team and who participated in our online auctions and the Tomorrowland virtual race because of you. We were able to sponsor and grant a -a make-a-wish child's wish. We were actually able to meet that child and his family at the meet of the month this past weekend. And there is no more incredible, wonderful feeling and a true representation of Disney magic than seeing the result of your efforts come to pass and the smile on that child and his family's face. So from the bottom of my heart, um, I sincerely, sincerely thank you. If you want to be part of the team, whether you want to walk, run, walk, jog, cheer, whatever it may be, you can visit wdwradio.com/running. slash running. It is a very welcoming group. Anyone and everyone is invited, and we will help you along the way and while you're on the course. Also, be sure and check out our events page. Again, we have the Star Wars Cruise coming up February 6th, our New Orleans Meet, Eat and yes run February 26th through the 28th I'm going to announce all the details on the live show this Wednesday January 12th I broadcast every Wednesday at facebook.com slash lumangello Please follow me there and turn on notifications. You'll be notified every time I go live, not just on Wednesdays, but as I broadcast live from the parks and as I am out and about. We also have the Philippines in March, Iowa in April, Chicago in July, and our huge e-ticket adventure in November in New York City, then on the Disney Magic, and then ending up in Puerto Rico. That is going to be a fun week and a half or so also be doing a number of events and meet on the road as I'm speaking throughout the year to conferences and at schools and at businesses so stay tuned for more information as those pop up and if I can help you turn your passion into your profession with small group coaching or individual mentoring and help you build your brand and business and do what you love full time visit loumangelo.com for more information you can also find out how to book me to speak to your business at your conference or to your school quick thanks to Mouse Fan Travel they are my official recommended travel provider for all your vacation planning needs not just if you come into Walt Disney World or land but for a cruise or adventures by Disney or really anywhere on the planet the level of service that you will get all at no cost to you from Mouse Fan Travel is second to none. Visit them at mousefantravel.com. And to get some Disney magic delivered right to your door, visit celebrationspress.com. And as always, my friends, and you are my friends, whether we have met yet or not, all I ask is that if you like the show, please, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Tweet out that you're listening. Share links and comment over on Facebook. Go tell your friends, and please go review the show over on iTunes. Thanks to you, we have more than a thousand star reviews. Thanks to you, we hit number two overall of all the iTunes podcasts recently. So please keep them coming. I want to thank some recent reviewers like Leslie Nope, AJ Weissman09, Wawa77, and Johnny Driver. If you visit wdwradiocom iTunes, you'll get a direct link to iTunes and instructions on how to leave a review for the show. And finally, and most importantly, thank you, thank you, thank you again for Listening, watching, emailing, tweeting, calling, coming out to events, supporting the team, whatever it is that you do, I am so, so very grateful to you. I appreciate you so very much and you are a testament to something I truly believe in, which is, you know, you never know who's listening and, and to what you say and to what you do. And, I, and that's less of a warning and more about encouragement. You never know what wonderful opportunities and relationships may arise by what you see and what you do. So I encourage you to get out there, do good stuff, do what you love, do good to to and for other people, and have an amazing, amazing week. So until next
7: time, see ya. Hey Lou, this is Kevin from Burlingame, California. I was just listening to one of your books episodes where you talk about the best Disney books, and I think
5: must have been on there that I heard
7: about Walt Disney's Epcot creating the new world of tomorrow straight from 1982. And I got it from the library. This thing is a gem. I can't believe like how much art and like backstage photos and everything is jam-packed in here. It's like a new amazing thing, every single page from like the Horizons concept art, to the construction photos and pictures of Imagineers at work, uh creating things that we see every day at Epcot. Just an amazing document. Oh, yeah, and there's, like, this, like, fold-out page of the full painting from the scenes of the American adventure, and, like, you can fold out the pages. I don't know. I can't believe how I've never even heard of this book. So thanks for talking about it on your podcast. Otherwise, I would have never known that this existed. I'm going to uh, dive back in, but had to call you, and thank you. Love the podcast. Talk to you later.
5: Hi, Lou. This is Cory. I am 21 years old, and I am from Amarillo, Texas. I just wanted to comment on the Michael Eisner New Decade podcast. I think that you have to look at it, as, especially someone my age, as a complete success, because Michael Eisner managed to build my childhood practically uh as someone who started to go to the park, um, I think the first time I went was in 97 and starting to see effects of those things. You know, uh, I remember going and splashing out. You know, came out of the Disney that day that. that. Was, that was it for me as a kid. And uh, going and there was, you know, corporate vision and all those things have to do with at As an accomplishment uh, through someone that is my age through my eyes. Uh, and it's through the lens the, of the first time that you were in the Disney Park, seeing the effects of the Disney so, I love the podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming. Bye. You've got a friend in me. Yeah.